Am I saying impossible or impossible? Hmm. Do you even hear the difference? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Now that you mention it, I kind of feel like I'm in the Matrix. I feel like I feel like this is like there is no spoon. Hello and what? No. <laughs> hear that crackle? Snap, crackle, pop, crackle? boom. Uh, rinse, repeat. Do you need me to do the beginning part? Here, here, I'll do it. Hello and welcome to Cast Royale. You sound like an old British woman. You're an old British woman. Let's go. We are being leaked a couple of sneak peeks that are letting in the coming in through the behind the curtain. <laughs> I pulled my full William Shatner. You were doing something while you were pulling up something. How do you really pronounce where he's from? I just said it. Saskatchewan. How do you know that? Because I can read. Well, you're one step ahead of me. <laughs> Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we've got the ultimate hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom. And I would just like to preface that that was a huge cop-out of going over what we were supposed to be talking about. I thought that was fine. It was beautiful, but it wasn't specific. It wasn't specific. But if you want me to be specific, we got introductions, we've got some news and clan updates, we've got some game updates, we've got some topics to talk about, lots of crazy things happening in the game, and oh, by the way, wrap it off with some deck spotlights and reviews. Give me a boom, give me a boom, boom. Don't worry, Rob, I got all the booms. <laughs> Way better. I've got all the booms, don't Way worry better. about it. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to episode 27. 27. Mm-hmm. Are you 27? No. Mm. I'm gonna be 30. Interesting. We're approaching your age. We are over my age and approaching your age. I'm gonna turn 30 before we hit episode 30. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um... How do you feel about that? Uh, <laughs> petrified. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Glad we started this episode off, right? Yeah. Well, you started it with a hodgepodge list of nothing. Well, you might have thought it was nothing. I thought it was all-encompassing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Tomato, tomato, right? Boom. Yeah. Um, so I would just actually like to preface uh, this episode with I'm... Uh, coming out of a cold so if i a sound weird or i'm not as energetic and loud that's probably why um, but i will do my best so you may or may not notice but i thought it was worth mentioning just in case you did i think you sound fantastic Thanks, leave it at I that appreciate it. drop the mic walk away boom all right so we have so much stuff to talk about so let's get right into it what has been going on in the arena for you man this week I have found the deck, I think, the deck of my dreams. We will talk about the deck later because we are making it into a deck spotlight. But I found a deck that works with my playstyle, is a quick cycle, Hograda deck, and, and allowed me to get to my highest trophy count ever of 39, 16. Boom. Wow. I am not 100% sure, so I think I'm going to check as I 
talk about this, but I think you are above my highest trophy count. I don't. I don't believe that's true. Nope, it's not true. I was thirty nine forty two. So beat that. I can't. So moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Dude, as soon as I get to like thirty nine hundred, I don't know what happens, but like. If I'm at 3,700, I can make a really good run to get to 3,900, right? Mm -hmm. But the second that I get to 3,900, I literally just start, like, free-falling down to a plummeting number again. Malfunctioning? Yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. Mm -hmm. I just, I lose everything. I get frustrated. Like, on my way up, I feel like the... I'm, I'm like I'm in this utopian world where like everything's going right, nothing can go wrong. I have an answer for everything. But then other times I'm just like, not other times. Only when I hit 3,900 trophies, mm-hmm. I start that that crazy decline. I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's all just part of my thought process. Like maybe it's all in my mind, you know? Yeah. And it just causes me to play bad. But for whatever reason, as soon as I get there, I just fall. So I'm trying to get over that hump. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it may be in your mind, but it's not only in your mind. It happens to me too, and I know for a fact that it happens to other people that play this game. But if you really want to talk about having a really bad week, okay, <laughs> don't even talk about it to me. I'd, l- I'd like to hear how your week in the arena was. <laughs> I'm doing terrible. Terrible. I can't, I can't even really convey how I feel about what's been happening to me this week to the point where people in the clan started questioning what's going on with (laughs) how I'm playing. Oh man, I feel like a completely different player right now. Well, you are a completely different player. Dude, like I dropped down to like maybe 3,300 trophies and- 33? Yes, 33. See, like, that's not very low, but, like, that's pretty, like, let's be honest, that's a pretty high number. However, that's like a 600 trophy death spiral for you. It it happened in, like, two days. How are you not, like, livid right now? I feel like I, I, I did you, did you not hear me say the word terrible? I mean, I heard it, but. Mm Mm-hmm. You just didn't feel it. I didn't, I didn't, I I need that, I need that feeling. In the gut. (laughs) I need the gut. You gotta get it in the gut. Yeah, yeah, I need that, like, that feel. Well, I'm back up to 3570, so it's not. The worst case scenario, but can I tell you that it's taken me two days to get back to here? I am, I feel, I feel like I am being sabotaged. I'm being sabotaged. I'm playing and there's no offense to anybody that's at this, that this trophy level, but like, I feel like I am playing just people who are terrible, not everybody, but people who are terrible, but think that they are so good and i know that they think that they're so good because i just get emote spammed for like the full three minutes and they're like ha ha thumbs up cry face and i'm like dude you are like playing a sparky deck and you're terrible like you're really just hiding behind a giant and a sparky (laughs) dude can i just okay so i have two reactions to that are you ready well, one, one was laughter, so that's good. Well, it's the three reactions. I'm sure I made somebody listening really mad. <laughs> three reactions. One, Go ahead. laughter. Two, if you're getting upset from people emoting at you, why don't you just mute them? Because you would think that I would do that, but I have this weird pride in my head that when I'm playing, I remember, I'm trying, I make a note of the one emote that they, like, 
hone in on to use during that game. So when I beat them, I can say the exact or do the exact same thing to them when I hit their tower and win. Like if they're all about, you know, the cry face. Yeah. Let's just say the cry face. I will absolutely give them the cry face because their face is probably in shock that I wound up winning. Although recently it hasn't been happening all too often because I'm just not, I'm not playing my best. And let me just say that the reason why this is happening is because, you know, I got self-conscious about playing the same deck over and over and over and over and over and over again because somebody called me out on it in the clan. So I was like, hey, why not? Why don't I just try a new deck? So I wound up buying the graveyard in the shop. So I got a new legendary. So that was cool. Bought it with gold. Um, so I tried to make a deck around it. And I don't know if I am just not good at making a deck with the graveyard yet, or I am just really bad at playing this card or my cards are on a high enough level or all three combined I can't stay where I was so I went back to purple flames deck because I can't I can't figure it out I just love the fact that you used you used the term sabotaged I am I'm being sabotaged maybe you're not being sabotaged by people that are worse than you maybe you're being beaten by people that are better than you Hmm. No, no, you really have to, you really have to think about it for that long. No, I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because they're, I call that, honestly, I call that beginner's luck. There's no way that these people are bet. Like I can just tell, you can tell in the way that these people play, like nobody kites, nobody's kiting cards. Nobody's like really trying to like go after my main pushes. They're just like stacking cards up on the one side. And I'm just like, maybe I'm just being ignorant and just kind of not taking them seriously. Maybe I need to be a little bit more serious when I'm playing these people. I think you just got to find a way to win, man. You got to pull out the big W. You got to put another notch on that belt. Is that how I'm supposed to? Is that what? Oh, I had no idea that I was supposed to try and win. Yeah, yeah, that's your issue. You see, sometimes sometimes in order to win, you have to actually put some effort in. Mm. And and I think, I, I don't know for a fact, but I think that might be a little bit of your issue. You sure do know how to ground me, sir. Let me tell you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Rob, you did get the new graveyard spell. So how's that working out for you? Well, it was terrible. Um, I wound up making another deck that somebody suggested. And it ha- I, I have to be honest, it, it does play really well um, in terms of like uh, average elixir costs and how quickly I can get my cards out. I'm learning the style to play it. Um, but this, I know for a fact, I don't think my cards are a high enough level. Sure. No, mm-hmm. uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, side note, I got the graveyard as well recently. And I got it from... I forget what kind of a chest I got it from, but it was one, I think it was one that I bought from the shop. Boom. So I currently have three legendaries, all of which I either obtained from a legendary chest or the shop. You still have not got one from a chest. So yeah, I mean, none of the ones that I've gotten so far have ever been found from like a regular chest. I've won like 1600 games and never found one in, what is it, nine, ten months now that we've been playing? Yep. Crazy. Wow. But I agree with you. I think this card is crazy good. But if countered, really makes you lose. Yeah, and honestly, it's one of those cards where, I mean, when it first came out, it seemed like it was going to be, like, impossible to deal with. But, it, I mean, there are three cards right off the bat that handle this very well. Minion Horde. I mean, actually, more than three cards. Minion Horde, Minions, uh, goblins, barbarians. The problem comes in when the deck contains a freeze 
and a fireball. Mm-hmm. So that's what I put into my current deck. Yeah, so what I find is that to beat this card, especially when it's combined with like a bowler freeze combination or fireball, mm-hmm. kind of like what you were talking about. Right. Best way to combat this card is to have low cost troops that you can place one after the other. So if your two cost goblins get frozen, mm-hmm. you can quickly throw down three cost minions. Right. As opposed to five cost barbarians and then oops, all I have left is another five cost minion horde. That's when you kind of run into a problem with this deck. Right. Yeah, I, c- I could totally see that being the case. And that's why when I realize that somebody has um, a graveyard, especially if they're playing a graveyard freeze deck, um, it's it's one of those things where I have to plan accordingly that typically what I'll do is I'll drop like my barbarians first, knowing that they have the freeze and then they'll freeze them. They last long to be killed, right? Because the graveyard takes a while to kill four beefy barbarians. Yep. Then I drop my goblins. Mm, smart move. Then mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of things moving forward quickly. Right. And then, you know, they'll fireball it. Fireball, boom. It most likely will be terrible for me. But um, we did have our TNT this week. I joined but could not participate. So mm. did you get to play? Yeah, man. This one was awesome. So this week's TNT was not one of the bring your best decks. This week's TNT was themed for Clash of Titans Mm. involving only cards that were four cost or more. And it was amazing because a lot of times people like playing heavy, call them heavy decks. Mm -hmm. But the problem with facing heavy decks is that if you get matched up against a really quick deck, it's kind of hard to build up your push and actually build something that's actually going to be sustainable on the arena field, right? Right. But if you know that you have time and you know that you can drop down an elixir pump and you know that you're going to have time to build up your main push, mm-hmm. you know you can use a, a, a golem in the back or, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. It and you know the other s- person is in the same situation. Exactly. So, you know, they can't really take advantage of you when you do that. So it makes for a very interesting game because you're not used to playing games like that. Heavy deck versus heavy deck, especially in the current meta. A lot of the current meta is a lot of cycle type decks. Cycle yeah, to the Royal true. Giant, cycle to the Hog Rider. Yeah, it's a good point. So how did you do? I did okay, actually. I, I didn't do as well as I wanted to. Um, I, I, I was doing very, very well in the beginning, and I was like rank number two. And then for whatever reason, I just, I just man, I just lost. <laughs> like every game I played after like, after like game six, I just like lost. You sound like me. I know, and I... I didn't know what it was. Say it. You have to say it. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was, I was getting <laughs> sabotaged by my own clan members. <laughs> no, but yes, but, but seriously, like I feel like the deck that I made, I didn't switch it up. So like I made a deck and I thought it was really good. I'm not going to go over what it was, but I thought it was really good and it worked really, really well against certain decks and it was terrible against other decks. And, um, you know. I did what I could. I got some, I got a, I think I got like a couple of cards here or there, but at the end of the day, it was more fun than anything else. And everybody mm-hmm. had a blast. So, and everybody followed the rules. So, I mean, what more can you ask for? You can't. Um, but I mean, at least you got cards. I didn't even get it. I didn't get anything. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we've had a chance to play around with the clone spell. I hate it. 
I well, well, that I, was that was fast. I cannot stand this card. You literally gave no suspense. Not no. you gave no. Nope. You didn't let anybody wonder what Joe was thinking. If you were wondering what I thought, you now no longer have to wonder. Right. So why this card is nuts? Well, let's let, wait, wait, wait. Let let's take a step back. So, have you played with it? Yes. Okay. Why don't we go from the perspective of playing with it first? I love it. Okay. So <laughs> totally different than someone who is facing against this card. Right. So. He, How quickly he, you change your opinion. So, so here's, here's my thought. Okay. You ready for my thought? Mm-hmm. This card is amazing and fun to play if you have a Lava Hound. Okay. If and only if you have a Lava Hound. Because you clone the Lava Hound that takes forever to cross the, the battlefield mm-hmm. and whatever other troops you have going on. And then, oh, by the way, when your little Lava Hound dies that has one health, guess what? It pops out until little Lava Pups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, it's, I mean, to be honest with you, it's kind of ridiculous. And other cards that have something similar to that, right, would be like a giant skeleton. Right. Uh, where, you know, you can clone the giant skeleton and the bomb just obviously just booms everything out of the woods, right? Mm-hmm. My issue with this card is that it favors people with Lava Hound decks. Okay. And I feel like we're holding a therapy session right now. I'm just listening. Right. And how do you feel about that? I don't know how much I like you right now. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I just, I, I just feel like there are very few cards in the game mm-hmm. that for three elixir can allow you to completely overtake the game in one push, especially if you capitalize on a mistake. Right. What other card can you use for three costs that can do that? Can you do that with archers? Nope. You do that with a miner or a princess or an ice wizard? Nope. You know, can you do that with a knight? Nope. Minions? Nope. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I Tornado? Nope. I almost wonder if this card is way too cheap. I think it is too cheap, and that's my point, right? Like Cheap in cost, right? We're on the same right. page? Cheap. Yeah. Cheap mm-hmm. is co- in, in ex- inexpensive, right? Right. So, t- to me, you shouldn't be able to just completely change the outcome of a game with a three-cost card, just right. because you have a good source of troops ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't require skill. That doesn't require setting things up. It just requires just developing a push. Right. And then placing a spell in the right spot. At the end of the day, just by placing a three-cost spell in the right spot, you can completely overtake a game. And it's for three-cost. Right. And this is an epic card, right? This is an epic card. And to, to be fair, the radius of it's pretty large, man. I mean, think about how much impact those things that you're cloning can have on the game. And then think about how much impact a rocket has on the game. Well, a rocket, the radius for a rocket is pretty small, and it does pretty good damage, but it's six cost. (laughs) Right, that's true. Right? Like, Mm. the radius is huge. It affects so many different troops, especially if they're air and, you know, they're Lava Hound, Mega Minion. It, it, It becomes ridiculous after a while. The three cost thing gets me. I honestly believe this card should be at least four. Done. Yeah, I was I was even going to go as far as to say that it should well really I think that it should be at least 5 to me. I think the issue is because then that means that you can't play a lava hound and a clone fairly quickly right after each other. Sure. 
That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's like going from three to five is just insane. So you kind of have to like test play it and go three to four, see how how it changes it, and then four to five. I mean, really though, because this this card I don't think really categorizes like falls into the category of an epic card. I really think that this should have been a, a, another legendary spell. I agree, man. This thing is nuts. Yeah, like, it's the kind of card that is just cra- like, no other card is even close to doing something similar to this. And it requires so much strategy, so much so that I think that it it it, it involves more strategy than any other card I think I've ever seen played in this game. Like you watched orange juices video about, um, clone skipping, right? Where it clones the unit. Let's say you're, you're, you throw down a hog rider, right? And then some on your opponent throws down uh, a building in, in which case the hog rider would typically go to that building, get distracted, right? Essentially clone skipping does this. When you throw a clone spell, it clones it, but it clones it where it takes the original, moves it to the left, and then clones it to the right. So essentially, it's moving your original away from the building mm-hmm. and causing the hog rider, in this example, to just say, hmm, I'm not going to go to that building. I'm just going to go straight to the tower because that's no longer my trajectory. And then right. your clone goes to the, the distraction building. So... Granted, it wouldn't necessarily last very long because it only has one health because it's, you know, very squishy. But, I mean, that alone is a very specific way of playing. And you could only do that if you're, if you're throwing your card on the left side of the arena. Right. That doesn't work that. on the right side of the arena. And then that happens on your right if you are facing against a clone because your right is their left. I am totally mirrored out right now it's <laughs> cloned out cloned out right now. i'm totally cloned out right now i totally think totally cloned out i mentioned before that this doesn't require this 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 card doesn't require a lot of skill if you're using it in that form where you're doing clone skipping then it does require skill right it requires right. timing right. and skill and commitment fine but if you're just throwing a lava hound down and then throwing a bunch of other air units on top of that and then cloning right before the lava hound dies right there's very little skill involved in that no, I agree. Um, hmm. So we're not, we're not impressed, right? That's to say the least? No, no, no. I, I, think, I think it's the opposite. I am, I'm over-impressed. Okay. Like, this card is, I hate playing it. It's too good of a card for three cost. Yeah. It is too good. And people will say that it's not that good. But... For three cost, you tell me if you didn't have a lava hound. If you have a lava hound and you don't use this card, you you should probably seriously reconsider the deck that you're using because yeah, it I is agree. tremendously overpowered. If you have that card, totally agree. So um, let's let's move away from the clone and talk a little bit about the last card that's going to be coming out, which is in fact another legendary. Legendary, and it is coming out a little after Christmas, I think. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And it is the Electro Wizard. Thoughts. Well, I like that it's a four-cost card. Can you, can you feed me some information on this card? What does it sure. say? Sure, 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 sure. So, sure, 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 um, sure, 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 sure. He, he according to the tooltip, he lands with a pow, stunning nearby enemies, and continues to show off by zapping two at a time. And his favorite movie is Terminator 2. Oh, T2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. Yeah. 
when they say zapping, so when he comes mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. he stuns, like, call it crowd controls, things around him. Mm-hmm. Including air, you think? Yes. Okay. I think so. Um, because and- first, his attack in here says that it targets air and ground. Got it. Fine. Then, you said he zaps two at a time. Yes. What do you think they mean? Well, to be fair, it's a little unclear until we see how gameplay is for this card, but zapping in the tooltip is capitalized with a capital Z. So that Seriously? makes Yeah, so that really makes me believe that it is doing what a regular zap would do, but just without the AoE effect. Correct. So stuns for 0.5, two different troops at a time mm-hmm. while doing X amount of damage to them. Of his choosing, like what chooses what troops he goes after. What if something, what if something's behind him and in front of him, but then also two other things are in front of him? I guess whatever's closest, no matter what the perimeter. Okay. Probably closest. So one of the things that was brought up during our patron Skype call um, was that this is the first card. And it's a card that we, it's a feature that we actually asked for um, and that we really wanted to see happen. It's the first card that features a, I'm going to use a term from Hearthstone, uh, a battle cry of sorts. Yeah, this is super, super interesting. It's, it's a new element to the game that has never been there before. Mm-hmm. And if you remember when, when Hearthstone came out with battle cries, it completely changed the perspective of the game. Right. It changes the feel of how the, 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 the matches go. Mm-hmm. It affects the decks that you're using and how they synergize with one another. To be honest with you, it's something to look forward to. I, I really, really think that this is such a smart idea. However, mm-hmm. stunning on impact and zapping two at a time every 1.5 seconds seems a little bit much. Right, but it is also a legendary, so I wanted to point that out that I'm glad that this kind of little feature thing is only being included in a card that should feature something a little out there. Like, look at the miner, right? It's the only card that acts like a spell that is a troop that goes underground, can't attack it, and when it gets to where it's got to go, it's just there. That's a fair point. But you want to know my issue? Mm. I think my issue is that if you throw this thing down on, like, a royal giant, you mm-hmm. completely throw that royal giant off, off base. Because it's being stunned? Because it takes 1.7 seconds for a royal giant to shoot its, its thing. And every 1.7 seconds, the electro wizard is going to damage and stun by zapping the royal giant. Mm-hmm. But he's stunned for 0.5 seconds. During that 0.5 seconds, the Electro Wizard is recharging his next attack. So he has 1.2 seconds before he attacks again, which is before the Royal Giant attacks himself again. (laughs) And and this card is not, like, it's not squishy. I mean, it's level one hit points is 550. It's not a lot of hit points, right? Like it's 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 less hit points than what a musketeer would have. So it's it is a little squishy, but it can it can take some definitely take some damage. I agree. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's true. It wouldn't necessarily survive a fireball, but that would be, this is another use case for using a fireball. So if somebody has this card, you want to take it out because it's going to pretty much halt what's going on, especially if you have one giant troop, like taking care of something on the other side of the field. Totally agree, man. And I'm just trying to think like, are there any other cards that this thing completely just messes up? And the answer is yes. Like think about the balloon. 
The balloon attacks every three seconds. No more if it's being attacked by this thing. It's just constantly mm-hmm. stunned. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other things that are a little... Hey, what about uh, what about a lava hound? I'm just talking purely for the fact that it stuns it. Oh, and it goes so slow, it'll take forever for it to get to the tower. Right, and then now, because if people are cloning lava hounds, if you have an electro wizard, it's attacking two things at a time, so... T- totally agree. So It makes it much easier to kill things. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, I really like this card. But then you think about the Sparky, and it's like, well... Sparky will never get another attack in. It's a, per, it's, a per, it's a hard counter to it. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how this actually f- unfolds like in actual gameplay. So this Me should too. be fun. You want to know what I find most interesting about this card? Hmm. Out of everything that we just said, the thing I find most interesting about the card hmm. is that the guy looks like Wario. Yeah. <laughs> he literally looks like a psycho version of Wario. He does. And I think I love it. Like, I honestly think like I love it. Yeah, I actually, this is exactly what I would want him to look like if they were going to make a card like this. But, yet again, another wizard. Yeah, no, I agree. Do you think he's going to be the same size as, like, the ice wizard? Just with, like, crazy-looking hair and... I think he's going to be about the same size as both of the wizards, but I think he's going to be more, like, uh, you know, like, the way Rick is in Rick and Morty, like, his skinniness, like, Doc Brown kind of looking. He's lanky. You think he's going to be lanky? I think he's going to have, like, a really big head with a really skinny-looking body. Yeah, oh, like, like a like a like a evil scientist. Yes, exactly like that. I'm with you, man. So yeah, kind of excited about this card. Um, so that's pretty much all we got for all of that stuff. Do you want to talk about the balance changes that we're getting? Balance changes. Mm-hmm. And boom. Already, I was a little shocked when they first released this because there are a lot of changes here. Lots of changes, man. I, I, I wasn't so sure how I felt about the lots of changes, but after I go through them, I'll, I'll reassess my thoughts. We'll reevaluate the situation at the end. Boom. Like we always do. So the first change is to the elite barbarians, and their hit points are being increased 19%, their damage is going up 14%, and their hit speed is going down to 1.4 seconds from 1.5 seconds. So, what do you think of this change? The first one, smack in the face. This is a smack in the face, because we said, with the Elite Barbarians, we said they were eh, and that they needed to do one of two things with them. Mm -hmm. They either needed to make them a five-cost card, or increase their value. Right. Because for six costs, they were just totally, totally underpowered. Mm Mm-hmm. And nobody would use them because why would you use six cost elite barbarians that are actually a six cost terrible version of regular barbarians? Exactly. And so I like this change. I like it a lot. What I don't know is how is how well it works yet. Right. Like, I don't know if 19 percent to hit points, 14 percent to damage and 0.1 second on hit speed mm-hmm. does what they needed to do. I don't have the ability. You don't have the ability to, to deck test it. Right. Right. But it's definitely in the direction that we wanted Mm -hmm. and it's definitely in the direction that these things need to be going in to be elite otherwise they're a big swing and a miss and it was it was just not worth it and they even said that they they said that they completely undershot their power at launch um so they needed to do something pretty big so hopefully these are the changes that they need um if not at least it's a step a huge step in the right direction 
Boom. Mm-hmm. So the next one is the Lognado. Lognado. Had its radius increase by 10%. And then in a very arbitrary statement, it has a stronger pulling power. Yeah, so I really wasn't sure how to how to how to gauge that second half of the the change. Yeah, what does that mean? I mean, I know what it means, but how does that compare to what it was doing before? Right, like is it 20% stronger pull? Like is it pulling things in 20% quicker? Like why not just say that? Right. They have to know that. They definitely have to know that. Mm-hmm. And the radius plus 10%, I think it's cool, but I don't know how much I care. Like 10% cool, but what is it really is it really going to make you use it more? Is it really going to make it more of a viable card? I don't know. Well, I think that this change really just makes it so that, I mean, what they're saying is that it opens up more opportunities. I think it's just like if you have more cards to be dealing with and you're going to play the tornado, it's going to grab a handful more units. That's- that could be very useful if you're <laughs> playing a deck that's tornado, fireball, tornado, rocket. Okay, so that's a very good point that I didn't think of. Mm-hmm. And to build off that, the bigger the radius, the further the center point of the circle is from the edge, right? Right. The further away from the edge it is, the further it can pull something. Right. And if it's pulling it further, but also pulling it quicker because they're increasing the strength of the pull, mm-hmm. effectively you can off-place things much more than you originally would have. Right. And it almost seems like the sh- the 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 stronger pulling power here Maybe that's mm-hmm. why they didn't really give a number. But if you make something, whatever, we're just going to use their 10% radius change. If you make something 10% bigger, in order for it to do the same amount of damage over time, it would have to pull them in quicker, right? Well, no, it's doing the same amount of damage because it's, it's just over three seconds, right? X amount of damage over X amount of seconds. Right. I guess it just, yeah, you're right. I guess it just needs to get them into the center quicker. Exactly. So right. I think I flipped on this. I think originally I was like, eh, what does 10% radius do? But I actually think this could this could impact the meta in a in a cool way. I just I'm hesitant because I don't know how how well it'll work. Yeah, I'm I completely agree with you. It's a it's a silly thing for me to like complain about, but the artistic side of me has to. I just think that they need to do more with the way that this card looks when it's being played. Right now, it just looks like some air is spinning around in a circle. I want to see a tornado. I want to see things coming off of the ground that it's sitting. Why can't like grass fly around? Hey, man. Where's the I, cow? Where's the wh- pig? Right. Where, where's the flying thing? Where's the logs that are supposed to be flying in there? That would be hilarious if just like a random pig gets sucked across the screen and just pulls into the into the tornado. Yeah. No, I, I mean, one of my biggest pet peeves about this car when it first was released was not that it was underpowered, was that the artwork was terrible. Right. If they call something tornado, I want to see a tornado. I want to see what's in the actual card artwork on the field. Right. Well, when you're playing the rocket, do you just see like, you know, a a dot that just flies across the map and then lands and explodes? No, you see a rocket. Exactly. Same thing with a fireball. Huge rocket. Yeah. Like when you see a royal giant, you don't just see, you know, a little guy walking across the map. You see a royal giant. Well, the general consensus is Supercell, if you want to make the tornado better, just make it look better in the arena. Done. Boom. 
Mm-hmm. So the next one is the Inferno Dragon, who received a little bit of love, this set of changes, um, and had its hit points increased by 5%. And then its retarget time is now 0.4 seconds quicker. Yeah, this one was a unique change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a little bump in hit points, nothing too major, but, you know, they've done this with the Ice Wizard before just to make it a little bit more viable. Right. Um. I like the hit point change. I think it was a little underpowered there. And I did think that when it retargeted to other troops, it took a little bit too long, especially when it had to go from troop to troop to troop, like one minion to another minion to another minion Mm -hmm. or one spear goblin to a spear goblin to a spear goblin. Like the, the, the redirection took way too long. This will allow it to kind of clear through those a little bit quicker. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, we say it all the time because they always do this, but they say that it had very low use rates at the top. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really think that they even needed to say that. All the reasons underneath are even better. So yeah, they, they, they say they, great they, things after that. Yeah, like they just wanted more hit points. Um, they were looking for having it have quicker retargeting so it makes them less vulnerable to distractions. Like, that's it. That's all you need to say. Yep. I don't care about his use rates. No, nobody does. Nope. I don't care about the use rates. I don't care if you use them all the time or never at all. Because there could be a card out there that people just aren't using because they don't know it's not underpowered. They just right. think not to use it. Right, right, right. it could right. be fine. Mm-hmm. So, but I, you know, at the end of the day, I agree with this change. So the next change is the balloon. Mm. And with this guy, there was a damage increase to the bomb that falls out of the balloon when it dies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by 105%. <laughs> not 104%. Nope. 105%. Exactly 105. And the death damage explosion radius was increased by 50%. So this is a pretty pretty nice little set of numbers here. Yeah, this is pretty significant. Um especially since when you look at it previously when you I mean and their explanation pretty much says this, right? When the balloon got to the tower, that's when it did all of its damage. When the balloon died, the bomb fell, but it kind of was just like a, you know, like one of those sparklers that you get on the 4th of July. Like you could burn your finger, but like, I mean, go get a bandaid, right? What's going to happen? Yeah, yeah like, it's, you're we, all right. We, we got yeah, ice. It's okay. Nothing's, nothing's really happening from that bomb. Yeah, it could kill a couple of things if they already lost health in the process of the attack, but um, they really wanted to make sure that it kills goblins and even archers. So it's, it's going to do some serious damage, um, especially in the fact that it's going to be affecting a much larger radius, like 50, 50%, 50% is big. So I totally agree. But can I put this into a little bit of perspective for you? Mm-hmm. 105 damage or 105% damage sounds like a tremendous amount, right? Mm-hmm. But in actual numbers, this is what it turns into. Okay. So a level three balloon upon death damage would do 121 damage. Okay. So a level four, bal- so let's just say 20 cap, right? What would 20 okay. cap be? 121 plus 12, 135, let's just call it. Roughly right. 135. Yeah. So I'll put this into perspective for you. A 20-capped balloon upon death does about 135 damage. 105% above that, let's just round up. It's going to be somewhere around the 300 range, right? Mm-hmm. 
300 damage isn't that much. At the end of the day, it clears archers, and it'll clear minions, Mm -hmm. or it'll clear, you know, spear goblins or regular goblins. But otherwise, it's not clearing any other type of troop. Maybe skeletons, obviously, but Mm -hmm. it's it's not clearing a whole bunch of stuff. But it is doing a good amount of damage to barbarians. I totally agree with that. But when would you really be using barbarians to combat that? When you, maybe if you're facing a giant balloon deck. Yeah, that would be the only situation that I would think and probably the most useful situation to talk about. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Yeah, that would do some serious damage. That would take about half of their health away at 20 counts. Right, so then the person who's actually playing the balloon is is now going to be dealing with barbarians that have what? How much health do your barbarians have right now? At level 10? Mm-hmm. Mine at level 10 have 699 health each. So let's just, we'll call that 700. Sure. So it takes about 40% of their health away. Right. So when those barbarians come over to the other side, instead of them being at 570, mm-hmm. you're now dealing with- 400. 400. That's or a, that's a, yeah. I feel like that alone is a, it's a very significant difference. No, you're right. To- totally agree. And I think that that would be, like, if you're a balloon user, that would give you the best value. Like, clearing mm-hmm. archers is cool. Clearing minions is cool. But clearing or helping assist clear barbarians is worth it. Right. And at the end of the day, I mean, if your balloon is dying to kill archers, the archers were already attacking the balloon, and hence the archers won. <laughs> agree right so that's totally that's just agree. that's just my logic usually i feel like this is good for like someone who runs a balloon giant deck like we said boom so anyway um what's the next one next one is the wizard and the wizard had its hit speed increased from 1.6 seconds to 1.4 seconds however mm-hmm. the initial attack that the wizard takes comes mm-hmm. 0.2 seconds slower interesting so do you remember how we would talk about sometimes on the show that the wizard would instantly attack its retargeted unit yes it was very quick at doing so the that. first time that it attacked something after walking mm-hmm. down the battlefield it would instantly fire a fireball at it right so now it won't instantly fire a fireball at it however the time in between attacks will happen quicker mm-hmm. so it's kind of like offsetting one or the one or the other but to be honest with you, this makes the wizard tremendously more powerful. And you might think, well, why is that? Like, they're, they're just taking the point two from here and putting it over here. Well, not really, because you only have an initial attack once. Right. But over time, your hit speed being increased by 0.2 seconds over time is tremendous. You get an extra mm-hmm. maybe three or four hits in a given match. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the DPS is for this card once the change happens. Totally agree. And I think that it's fair to say, once again, that barbarians are getting a run for their money. Toast. Because barbarians are now going to get impacted by uh, the bomber, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. The balloon, which we just talked about. The mm-hmm. wizard, which we're talking about now. And something else, which we'll talk about, which I think is the mortar. So, I mean, right. they're truly making it so that not only are the elite barbarians getting more powerful, but the regular barbarians are getting weaker from the other changes that are going on in the game and i wonder if these changes obviously they would do well against the newer elite barbarians so i guess all around this is probably a good change i would say yeah no i i would agree with that 
found it very interesting that they thought it was um, important to point out that the meta is currently relatively lightning heavy. So they see a card being played way too much and aren't changing it in this round of balance changes. What do you think they could do to the lightning to make it less used? Have it only attack two units. As opposed to three. Yeah. That's a serious change. Make it stronger. Make it stronger, but less. Yes. Less, less troops it's hitting. Yes. Yeah, that could work. That could work. Or reduce the damage for three of them. Like reduce the overall damage, but still hit three. Yeah. Or go the other way. I don't even know. Do four and then do less damage. Yeah. No, I, Who knows? I agree. I don't know. People hate me, I'm sure, right now. They're like, don't touch my lightning. I don't hate you, Rob. Boom. It's debatable from earlier. It's certainly debatable, <laughs> but I am um, currently on your side. All right. Well, I appreciate that. So uh, the next one that we got is the giant skeleton who had his damage increased by 8%. Yeah. So I, to be honest, like I, I like this change. I think... They, they talk about in the tooltip that it's really to help him push through goblins a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he does really well against the spear goblins, but it's the regular goblins that it takes a little bit of time to get through, you know, especially when he has to swing twice and his attack speed's kind of slow. So ultimately, anything that can help the, the giant skeleton get to the tower a little bit quicker while not being distracted by very small cost troops like mm-hmm. two cost goblins makes it a little bit more viable of a card so why not yeah i could see that and i also think that this is one of those prime examples where they're making a change preemptively preparing for what cards are to come since we know some of the cards that are coming later on boom right yeah exactly um then the next change is to the lumberjack who had his hit points increased by six percent and i don't really know how I feel about this one. Well, I'll tell you how I feel about this one. You can tell me, and then I'll let you know if I'm going to copy you or not. I think you will. I'll clone you, maybe. <laughs> I'll clone you, maybe. It's kind of like that song by that one person that says, Call You Maybe. Oh, clone me, maybe. Clone me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That could have been an episode name. It's going to be the episode name. <laughs> clone me, maybe. <laughs> That's Kali Ray. Anyway, so getting back into the subject matter here, mm-hmm. I honestly think that this is the kind of change that the Lumberjack needed in order to be very viable. I think way too often this card kind of gets lost in the mix mm. and is very fast. And because he's very fast, can sometimes outrun his troops that he's assisting. Mm-hmm. If he has a little bit more health, he can get there a little bit sooner and still live a little bit longer. Yeah, I guess I look at it from the perspective of what you just said, but if that were the case, why not just make him run slower? I don't want to get all analytical on you. I'm just saying that I think that this card already had too much health. I don't. I, I, I'm going to disagree. So I will agree you to can, disagree you can, with you. You can agree to disagree. That's okay. I, I just feel like if this card got thrown down on the battlefield, mm-hmm. I typically have an answer that's usually able to deal with it effectively okay but i've never used this card because i don't have it but Mm -hmm. what i found is that people run into issues with this card because it dies so quickly because it can be countered so quickly Hmm. and their whole push gets messed up because they're relying on the fact that the rage is going to be helping out their push but then the thing dies and they have no no, nobody there to help right then the push is wasted 
Right. So, I mean, we've talked about this before. This card is a very hit or miss card. It's a very quick smack in the face kind of card. If this thing doesn't get close enough to the tower, it's useless. It has, if it's a legendary card. If you think that this is overpowered, the Electro Wizard shouldn't even be a card. Yeah, that's a valid point. I guess I'm just looking at it because I'm looking at it like that because I don't have it. So I don't really know other than the fact that when I face against it, I want it dead. Right. So totally right. agree. Yeah. So fair. I agree with you. Thank Boom. you. Yep. Keep me grounded. I appreciate it. Um, I'm keeping you grounded for when the Electro Wizard comes out so you don't get zapped. Boom. 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 It doesn't have the same effect. I mean, we'll do it, but it doesn't have the same effect as <laughs> boom. Yeah, I mean, boom is so much cooler than a. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pretend like we never even had this discussion. <laughs> Fine. Um, so the next change that we got is to the bomber who had his damage increased by four percent. Four percent is pretty cool. Mm hmm. Um, and they were pretty clear that this was done for one reason and one reason only. Yeah. To one shot archers. Yeah. And I tend to like this change mm -hmm. because the current meta uses a lot of hog cycle archer decks. Right. One of which I'm going to describe later. Mm hmm. And this helps combat that, right? Like whenever the meta is going in a particular direction or down this rabbit hole path. Right. They change it up a little bit to ensure that there's multiple types of decks that are viable. Mm -hmm. it, this doesn't change the fact that Archer Hog Cycle decks aren't viable anymore. They still will be viable. Right. But they'll be able to be countered more by something else. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with that. It's not like they're, it's not like they're increasing it by 20%. It's 4% it's damage. So I agree with the change and I like it. Boom. Yep. And according to them, it makes, uh, it gives you more opportunity to have him in uh, different types of decks. So totally agree. Mm hmm. Um, and then the last like big change, I mean, we have two left, but the last big change is the to the mortar um, and it's boulder explosion radius is getting an increase of 11 percent. How do you feel about this? Because I know you don't like this card. I hate this card. I hate playing against this card. I hate damage increases to this card. I hate boulder explosion radius increases to this card. I hate any change that causes a meta to potentially go into a building meta. I was just thinking something very similar, and I have a thought on that after we finish talking about this card. Perfect. I just feel like, why radius? Like, if you're going to make this card better, and you really want it to be better, why radius? Why not just increase the damage by 5%? Leave the radius the same and just make a smaller buff to the, to the damage. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, there has to be a reason. Like, that's a very specific thing to change when it's very easy to change something's hit points or attack damage. And by 11%. Like, what does right. that mean? Does that mean, is, does 11% mean that if it's now targeting a tower, let's pretend that it's targeting the, an archer tower, right? Mm -hmm. And let's pretend that your opponent has a, um, a hut or an elixir collector behind their tower. Mm -hmm. Does 11% now allow the boulder to hit that, that collector? It'd be that's a, good a really thing. good question. It'd be a good thing to know. If that's the case, then sure, this is a good change. But if it doesn't, this is stupid change, and they should have just simply done an increase in damage. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. So can I bring up my thing that I was thinking about the other day, now that we're talking about building metas? Hit me. 
I really want and beg Supercell for an earthquake spell. Earthquake! What would it do? Destroy a building. Mmm. I like it, man. And it would only damage a tower. And it just automatically destroys it? I don't know. Maybe that's too much. Maybe only if it were a legendary spell. If it were an epic, maybe it would just do a bunch of damage over time. But either way, for how many buildings there are, there are not many counters to buildings. Like, direct counters. Yeah, I mean, there's Fireball, there's the Royal Giant, there's the Rocket, the Lightning, but... Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I think, I think the Earthquake could be a cool thing. Especially when you're playing against a deck that is purely a spawner deck. That is just the Goblin Hut, the Barbarian Hut, and then the Furnace. Yeah, that's just an annoying deck to play. And you should be able to counter that fairly easily. Not necessarily easily, but way easier than what you can do now. Agreed. That'd be cool, man. I like it. I think, I think Earthquake would take care of it. You heard it here first. Earthquake. Boom. Mm-hmm. So then the last change, although not huge, um, it was apparently to just revert a temporary fix. Um, so the level eight mirror will create max level plus one cards again. So you now have the ability to get a level 14 minion horde. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. I mean, that's how it should have worked, right? That was the whole point of how it worked. 20 caps, you can get level nines um, to level tens. In a normal ladder game, you should be able to get from 13s to 14s. Boom. So now's the time where we grade these things. Yeah, we do. So typically we say that balance changes that have so many changes like this, we don't really grade very highly. But most of these changes are actually pretty good. So I'm going to give this like a B plus. B plus? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think I think that they're... Really, I mean, they're really looking at a lot of different things, and I think that they wanted to make sure that they changed a bunch of stuff altogether because they really did a lot of testing. So I'm going to agree with you on the rationale, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go A-. minus. Mm. Solid 92. I like it. My rationale is exactly the same as yours. I think the only change that I didn't really like is the mortar change. Because I just hate the mortar. However, mm-hmm. if they increase the radius so that it actually is meaningful, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, it's a valid point. I didn't go through any of these changes and say, why would they ever do that? Instead, I was like, this makes sense. This card needed this. And I, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, I had that moment with the lumberjack, but then you, you convinced me that I was being dumb. I don't try to convince <laughs> you of anything, Rob. <laughs> But, but I am your brother, so I have to speak to you like, you know, the truth. Right. That's your job. That is my job. I am, mm-hmm. I am obligated to do what I do when, when I do I, When I need truth, I go to Joe. Joe right. speaks only truths. I'm like Abe Lincoln. <laughs> you never lie. And, and that, folks, was the truth. Boom. Did you know that Washington never told a lie either? Really? Mm-hmm. I learned that when I went to Mount Vernon. In his whole life? As far as anybody could have, has recorded, yes. Now here's a question. Mm-hmm. What if he lied when he said that? <laughs> we are not here to talk about dead presidents and make them, make them upset with us. So it could be true. It could not be true. But I just wanted to make sure that we pointed out that Honest Abe wasn't the only honest president. Boom. Supposedly. Very nice. 
Mm-hmm. Sounds good. What's next? We have a pretty big game update coming. Um, Supercell pulled back the curtain a little bit and gave us some sneak peeks, and we are getting a new arena. New arena! And I think I said, and I don't know if I said it off air or not, but I know that I felt that there was a huge gap between Frozen Peaks and uh, Legendary Arena. You did say that. Right? There seems to have been a missing arena there, and I feel like clearly they felt the same way. Um, We are getting a jungle-themed arena, just simply called Jungle Arena. I love it. I honestly think there's nothing else like this in the game. It's totally new, totally unique, very similar to how the Frozen Peak was when it came out, right? Yes, very true. People were super excited about it because it was a new element, a new thing. But with Mm -hmm. the new element and the new thing came new cards right ice spirit right right, right. you know ice golem etc so i'm really really excited to see what the cards are that they're coming out with and how they're going to relate to that theme Mm -hmm. so this arena unlocks at 2600 trophies so smack dab in the middle of the two arenas we just mentioned so this will be our 10th arena total so that's fantastic it will be arena number nine though right and the legendary arena is going to be bumped to 10 Mm-hmm. Um, and some fun bonus info is they are redoing the way that the inbox is going to look. And right now we know that it's going to be called News Royale. News Royale. Mm-hmm. So speaking of new cards, um, they actually gave us a sneak peek at four of the new cards. And I believe that those are the only four that are coming out with the new update. So the first one that we know about in terms of its name is called the Dart Goblin. Dart Goblin. Mm-hmm. And then every card will come out after that every two weeks, like it has been. Um, it looks like we're getting one common, two rares, and one epic. So no legendaries this time. Which I'm actually really excited about. Yeah. And the Dart Goblin looks really cool. Yeah, it does. So I wonder what makes this super different than a Spear Goblin. I don't know the answer, obviously, but I think it probably shoots darts that have some sort of poison over time or slow oh, effect. Oh, that would be awesome. Right? Or or it could be very similar to um, a spear goblin, but has further range. Hmm, that's a good point. I like that. Right? So it could just add a different kind of element to the game. Yeah, um, that's true. And then the other cards that, just based on the way that they look, look, <laughs> look like a goblin gang. Um, so we don't really know what that's going to be, but it's just like a mosh pit of goblins on the, on the icon. Right. Then we have what looks like a giant battering ram type of thing that like slams into doors. Hey, I wonder if this is to go after buildings. Maybe, but you know what I don't like about it? That barbarians are carrying it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. Like we're in the jungle. Why are barbarians in the jungle? Yeah, I don't really know. You want to talk about not belonging in the jungle. How about the last card? So he looks like he... He looks like he's the executioner. Yeah, that's maybe that's his name. Yeah, maybe. We'll I see. Hope, I hope that's right. But I guarantee you he's going to throw like a boomerang or something. He looks like he has a really large blade. And I can't tell if it's just a really cool curved blade or if it's like a giant circle blade that he flings and so i'm saying maybe it's a flinger and maybe it like circles back and like hits multiple units oh man that would be cool right Mm mm-hmm and very annoying 
Yes. But I do like his nose. His nose is is good. He, he just he looks like he has a cold. He needs a tissue. He does his he has an issue and he needs a tissue. He does. Boom. <laughs> his issue is that his boomerang won't come back. Ooh. Got him. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and then we are also getting what Supercell dubs as more epicness. So on Epic Sunday, you can request and donate epic cards um, every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we had a question as to how much experience and gold that's going to wind up giving you. What do you think? You want to wager in on this? I, so commons give you one. Mm-hmm. Rares give you 10. My mm-hmm. guess is this is going to be 20. Okay. What about gold? Gold's probably... So, commons give you five, rares give you 50, so maybe it's probably going to give you 100. Hmm. You may be right, sir. Boom. I would appreciate that, that scale right there. Um, you'll also get half-price epics in the shop, um, and they will start at 1,000 gold, which they were 2,000. Amazing. Um, yeah, and then epic chests will also give more cards, and they will also scale with your current arena. What could possibly be better than that? This is like, this is just one of those changes where it's, it's for the people. I've found, I agree with you for the people with the people in mind. This is for us. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, like they were never, they were always a little bit lackluster, you know? Yeah. Especially for 10,000 gold. Totally agree. If you had to buy one, I mean, Boom. you could get them in the, in the rotation, but whatever. Um, then we're getting something that I would say is probably my favorite change. Hit me. We're getting a clan chest. So what's that? So starting, I think, December 19th, uh, you're going to get one chest similar to a crown chest um, that is for the entire clan to gather their regular crowns like they would from only ladder games and put towards the clan chest. So how it works is it's tiered, right? So it starts at one and goes, I think, all the way up to 10. The first tier is the whole clan has to collectively donate or contribute 100 crowns. Then the next one will be 150, then 200, and so on and so forth. The nice thing is that as you raise the level of your uh, clan chest, you get more cards and more gold. Something else that's cool is you can only get cards from the arena that you are currently in or lower, so you can't get anything that you haven't unlocked yet, so that's pretty nice. Um, The interesting thing that I found is that this thing resets every two weeks just with every season, so it only lasts for one week, and then once the week is over, there is a seven-day cooldown period until it resets again for the next time around. So essentially... If you get to level four mm-hmm. in two weeks, it goes away for a week mm-hmm. and then it comes back and you have to restart from level one again. Right. And it's another thing to kind of shoot for. So, and the nice thing is that your crowns from the crown chest work for both. So if you're working towards both, if you get three crowns in one game, you get three crowns for the crown chest and for the clan chest. See, I think this is such an awesome idea. Sure, it's cool because you get more cards, and sure, it's cool because, you know, it gives you something else to do, but also it's cool because it gives the clan something to do together. Yes. Something that people who feel like they're already a part of something, to do something as one. Mm-hmm. Strive for one goal. Do better as a clan. Help each other get better. And I honestly think that that's a lot of clans. That's what, that's what people are trying to do. So this is going to fit right in the ballpark of where people are at. 
Yes. And something else that's really cool. Um, if you leave your clan, it penalizes you of sorts. So you leave, you come back, you have to wait until it resets again for you to even start contributing and you don't get rewards from it. I like it. Mm-hmm. And in order to get rewards, you have to donate a minimum of one crown. Boom. Mm-hmm. So another nice little tidbit is that it keeps track of who does contribute and who does not. So we can see that. And Joe and I have been talking about possibly using this as another way to gauge uh, activity in the clan. Um, so look forward to that in the future. But we're currently talking out some ideas to see if this is something that we can or should use. Boom. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, that we know of at least, Joe. Rob. You're getting your new special event that you actually asked for explicitly said that this is exactly what you wanted and you're getting it. So can you explain what's happening here? Dude, I don't even know what to say. This is like my favorite part of this episode. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever been happier talking about anything on this podcast before. So two weeks ago, I literally said verbatim that what they really need to do if they want to make challenges more enticing or a little bit more fun or a little bit more clever what they need what they should do is allow me to pick four cards that i want to use in my own deck Mm -hmm. and have me pick four cards that my opponent needs to use Mm -hmm. and vice versa so i would use my four cards and the four cards that my opponent chose for me and i'd have to make them work this week we got news that they are releasing that exact <laughs> challenge. Like verbatim. I don't work for Supercell. I don't know who Supercell is. I don't have this inside little little bird that's flying in and telling me what they're thinking. I honestly think they listened to our podcast and came out with that. Someone someone heard that. They were like, "Oh man, Joe had a good idea." They're like, you know, that Joe guy, I don't really like him that much, but he had one good idea. He's really bad at our game. And he said, boom, a lot of times on his show. But, but man, that one idea idea. was just tremendous. We loved it. (laughs) We loved it. So like when I saw this, I was just in complete shock. Like we, we called this with Lognado. We called this with this. I mean, we've, it seems like we've called so many things. At this point that like, I feel like somebody's got to be listening, right? Either they're listening or we're just really good. And I don't want to give us that much credit. No, we get no credit. Someone, someone is listening. There should be zero credit, 0.5 credit given to Rob and I. I like that. I like 0.5. But the 0.5 is just, you know, a little touch. It's a little, it's a little tickle. (laughs) Just give me a little sum sum. Uh But I I honestly think like somebody's got to be listening. Yeah, no, I agree. Be. I agree. Couldn't couldn't agree more. And it it humbles me to say the least. So well, but. yeah, and we appreciate somebody listening and putting this in the game because this is going to be awesome. Um, and something else that I don't know if you really paid attention to, Sergio, but not only is this coming to challenges, um, but this is also going to be available in friendly battles. Ah. <laughs> so good like this like, is so good yeah. <laughs> oh man like it's genius it really it really is so the last two changes that are coming in this game are our favorites so love it like this is this is awesome we couldn't we could have you i don't think anybody has ever heard is this happy about something that they've done in this game all i want to say is boom i knew it i knew it i felt it in my chest in my gut in my big toe that boom was coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a true 
friends list and invitation outside of clans, but, you know, I guess I could keep my dreams wild, right? Right, but in the meantime, just keep giving us everything we're asking for because it's totally fine. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, so yeah, I mean, if they release more information, we'll talk about it on the next cast, but that's what we know so far. Um, hmm. So we originally were going to do um a chest opening, but womp, we womp, yeah, we got womp, very impatient. Womp, um, but Joe actually has a magical chest, so we're just going to open that. We're going to open that with no music because we don't need it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. All right, seven cards. Mm. We've got five hundred seventy-eight gold. All right, twenty elite barbarians, which now Whoa. I think I'm happy about. Yeah, you should be because we need them. Twenty-two goblins. Eh. Five goblin huts. Okay. Six mini pekkas, which is pretty good. Ooh, we'll take that. 45 spear goblins. Lots of goblins. Eh. A lot of goblins. There's a theme here. 12 rockets. And Why? And four golems. Ooh. Man, that was big. That's why they call it a magical chest. It's magical. That was fun. Not a bad chest. Too many mm-hmm. goblins, but... Not too bad. Not too shabby, Babby. Boom. Sounds like they're prepping you for the jungle arena. Ooh. So, let's move on to our... Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure, we did have so much stuff to talk about, so we only have one awesome deck to talk about, and that's the deck that we've been alluding to the entire episode. Boom. Which we have lovingly named... Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. So this is a 2.8 average elixir cost deck. Yes, you heard me correctly. 2.8. And it contains the Zap, the Ice Spirit, Mega Minion, Fireball, Archers, Hog Rider, Ice Golem, and the Cannon. Okay. So this deck is honestly the best deck I've ever played with for my playstyle, right? Not for everybody's playstyle, for my playstyle. The way that this deck works at its core is that it is a hog cycle deck using archers, the ice spirit, and using the ice golem as a sisters as part of the, call it the hog push, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the cost of the deck is 2.8 elixir cost average, It is super, super, super quick. Right. Ultimately, the purpose of this deck is to use your hog rider as often as humanly possible while using the archers, Mm -hmm. the ice spirit, or the ice golem to facilitate the push. That Mm -hmm. way, all you're trying to do is allow your hog to get one or two hits every push. Right. Because you have such a small elixir cost average, you're going to be using your hog a tremendous amount of times throughout the match. Here's the cool part. You know how in most decks you can use like your hog fireball? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can go all in and go hog fireball zap combo. Mm-hmm. With this deck, doing that does not make you go quote unquote all in. Right. Because it's so cheap, you will have plenty of elixir on the back end mm-hmm. to save yourself from at least dying when you need to because you can use three costs to put out the cannon. It's a very good defensive card. Mm -hmm. You can kite something away with the ice golem by just pushing it out there. 
Right. You can use the archers to lure things into the middle of the map if you're not using those. The Mega Minion is such a good card to use because it's air and does a lot of single target damage. Right. You have so many options. And oh, by the way, don't forget you have a silly looking ice spirit that can be used to distract, but also to control for 1.5 seconds. It's right. only a one cost card. Yeah, that's a good point. I find with this deck, my strategy is simple. I either push with the hog ice spirit, the hog ice golem, or if I don't have that combination, Mm -hmm. I will start my push by setting up the archers in the back behind the tower, letting them split up behind the king tower and have one going down each lane, left and right. Right. By that point, your opponent is probably picking a side of their own, right? You're Mm -hmm. not going to just let your opponent, you're not just going to let me drop three elixir and you just let me regain elixir, right? You're going to do something. Fair point. By the time that happens, I see which lane you're going on. And then I use my hog push that I was talking about before Mm -hmm. on the opposite lane. I split up your push and I just start my wrecking ball. It's the craziest chip damage tower ever because you're almost guaranteed to always get hog damage in because Mm -hmm. the ice golem slows everything down around it once it dies. And the ice spirit freezes everything for 1.5 seconds. Right. Then if they're dealing with like call it barbarians you've got the fireball that does damage to the tower and splits them up so your hog can get one or two hits again that's all you need you're just trying to cycle back to that combo again hence rinse and repeat rinse and repeat i wish i could post a replay in this podcast to just show people how awesome it is but it truly is incredible and it's allowed me to get to 3900 trophies and i love it boom Well, I should know because I hate this deck because I played against it and could not win for the life of me at all. Um, And I can't tell if it's because mainly because my deck is much higher in cost and that's probably a huge factor. But it's one of those decks where when you face it, every time you feel like you're finally building up your own push, it just gets completely wrecked starting on the opposite side because like Joe was saying, he does his pushes on the opposite side of what you're doing. So then you're forced to break up your own push and focus on what's happening. But by the time you even get something going, he's already back at his original cycle again because it's so fast. So I forget, like every game that we played, you destroyed one tower. I picked away at one tower. By the time I got to destroy your first tower, you had already destroyed my second tower. I don't like you for that. I don't know how to respond to that, (laughs) but I don't know, man. I really like I found myself when I was playing you like I just always had a quick answer and then I was able to just do some I was able to just go back on offense. Like I was able to spend such a small amount of elixir to combat your or to counter your push and then use my offensive cards that mm-hmm. are so low cost to just attack you and, and you didn't have the elixir to defend against. It. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're, this deck is relentless. So rinse and repeat, baby. Mm-hmm. Touche in making this one. I like it, even though I hate it. Boom. All right. So let's go on to our iTunes reviews. And we got four of them. Massive. Yeah. Um, and the first one is from uh, some young guy. From Canada, and he gave us a 10 out of 10 and wrote, Hello from Saskatchewan. 10 out of 10 would listen again. Can I get a boom? Boom. (laughs) 
So, uh, some young guy, thank you so much for leaving us an iTunes review. It's good that our system is up and running again so we can get our uh, friends from the North their iTunes reviews. Boom. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of the North, uh, we got another one from Canada uh, from a person who goes by the name of Baseball. Baseball. And it's almost, it's written in all caps. So um, it's, it sounds like they're yelling, um, but they write, boom. Hello, Joe and Rob, my favorite podcast. I wait till the next episode. I will cry myself to sleep. Only podcast I connected to a discord for my username is Clash Royale 31. So Clash Royale 31 has joined our discord. Um, and we really appreciate you taking the time to write a review for us. Um, we're, we're glad to know that it is the only podcast, uh, that makes you cry until you get the next episode. So <laughs> we, we hope you enjoy it every time it does happen and you're not crying. And super happy that you joined the discord because that is such a cool way to get in touch with our community. Everybody in there is super friendly and just wants to help out. So boom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then the next review is from a very strange name. Uh, it's a bunch of letters and numbers. So we're just going to call this person glitch. Glitch. Mm-hmm. I love Starts it. with CR999, so they know who they are. Boom. Um, but they write, you guys deserve more than five stars. Hey, guys, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. These loud laughs always make my day. You guys make it so easy to understand this podcast as Arabic is my mother language. Keep up the good work. Boom. Boom. What I liked most about this review was that his native tongue is Arabic, and yet he can understand us which is ironic because I can barely understand myself. So yes, just makes it very, very interesting when you hear that, but I'm Mm -hmm. super, super happy that they enjoy listening to the podcast, make them laugh throughout the day. And of course they finished off with a boom, boom, boom. And then our last review, um, final five stars, uh, comes from Ramis Hasland. And I hope I didn't butcher the name because that's a really cool name. Um, and they are from Denmark. Uh, And they write, boom, just started playing the game and found this podcast to be both highly entertaining, engaging, and helpful. Especially love Deck Spotlights. Once again, Deck Spotlights (laughs) coming in strong. Always. Love it. Absolutely love it. But Rasmus, we're glad you found the podcast. Super stoked that that you're playing the game. We hope that you keep listening. Go back and listen to some other episodes. Learn some cool things. And hey, be sure to join the Discord so you can be a part of our community there. Boom. Boom. Um, And then this, or over the last two weeks, we got one new patron, Peter T. Peter T. Who actually, I believe, goes by just Petey because we had a nice Skype call with him and uh, one of our other patron members. So that was really cool. Petey is the man, newer to the game, learning how to play. He plays with his son, which is obviously fantastic. Mm-hmm. He says his son is better than him for now. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll help. Don't worry. But we made him a deck that has the P.E.K.K.A., has the Inferno Dragon. It's got some other good cards in it. Trying to see how he's working out with it, and we will see in a week or so. So, mm-hmm. Peter, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for supporting us with your hard-earned money. It truly means the world to us, and it keeps us being able to do what we love to do, which is give our listeners what they deserve. Boom. Boom. Um, and we have no PayPal sponsorships this week. Um, if you would like to sponsor a tourney, 
Um, you can find the link in the show notes or you can just go to the website. It's plastered all over there as well. Um, I think that just about does it. Do you got anything else? No, I mean, this was a very good episode. This was like a long, like robust, detailed, boom saw, swag city, awesome, <laughs> fantastic. What an, I don't even know what to say after that, but boom, <laughs> boom, 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 episode. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Isn't that ironic that sometimes I don't have to say anything, but yet I always say always something? Always do. Always. Mm. Yes. You always do. Yeah. Well, hey. I mean, we should just clarify that if I didn't say anything all the time, we would have nothing to talk about. But if I always have something to say all of the time, then at least we have a starting point for discussion. Right. And if it were the former, it would just be me here. And that can get rather boring fairly quickly. (laughs) So that's why Rob didn't do the podcast while I was on my honeymoon. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, if Boom. if you would like to uh, join our clan, um, we do our refreshes every Saturday night into Sunday. Um, just make sure to write the word podcast in your invitation so we know that you came from here. If you would like to send us an email, please shoot it to feedback at castroyalepodcast.com. And as always, you can reach out to us on Twitter using the handle at podcastroyale. If you would be so kind as to leave us an iTunes review, that will be the number one way you can help us reach more people, um, especially if it is a five-star review. So if you could do that, that would be fantastic. And be sure to join our Discord. You can do so by going to www.castroyalepodcast.com slash Discord. You'll be prompted for a password, and the password is legendary. All lowercase letters. Once you get in, join the community, check out all of our pages, talk to everybody, build some decks, ask some questions, boom. Yes, and uh, also, also, last but not least, um, please take our not updated survey because we just don't have time to ever uh, update it, but we do get the, we get the results emailed to us uh, on a weekly basis. So every time somebody fills it out, I get a notification on my phone that goes, you have one new response to your survey. So if, if you could do that, please do so because that is the way that we gauge uh, what levels everybody is at and what cards everybody has so we can help... Um, make a better deck spotlight because that's pretty much what we use when we're making our our spotlights other than the fact that new cards are happening um or changes are happening in the form of balance changes so i love everything you just said rob it's good it's exactly what i would have said if i were to say it if you were to say it but you didn't ironically because you always have something to say don't you i take feedback and constructive criticism and I apply corrections in real time, this would be one of those times. This is it right now. That's all I've got for you. I have nothing else to say. I am watching transformation live right now, people. If you could only see what is happening. You know, this is like my rite of passage. This is it? This is it. This Is this like your bar mitzvah? Bat well, mitzvah? No. Which one's for the boy? Mm, bar? Um, and nope. Not, nope. Just a rite of passage. It's not that. It's like getting your driver's license? Mm, nope, just just a simple rite of passage. I clearly don't know what rite of passage means. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now that I think about it, like I, I feel like I know what it is, but I'm not even going to try and define it right now because I know it's not going to be like spot on. 
And someone's going to be like, Joe, that, that's, that's not the definition. They're going to be like, Joe, you're, Joe, you don't know what you're talking about. Can we be fair, though? Like, we don't know what we're talking about most of the time. Right. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> 60% of the time, <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about all the time. Right. Exactly. So with that said, um, we hope that everyone uh, has a wonderful holiday uh, because we're not going to see or hear any of you until 2017. So we're literally not going to talk to anybody until next year. Yeah, so exactly. See you next year. Yeah. When we come back with another hodgepodge of 2017 everything. everything. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. What? Bye. Bye. Bye.